Hey there. Thanks for listening to the Reliance Podcast. Join us Sunday mornings at 8 o'clock, 9.30 or 11. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Today we've got an awesome, awesome young man that's going to come share a word, A.J. Canfield. I just want to dote on him for just a moment. Um, we, we, years ago, we had a thing called West Campus. We were part of uh, a church, and we were kind of the campus on the west side of town. And A.J. and his family started coming when he was 11 years old. A.J. is now 22 years old. You're a grown man, brother. He's 22 years old, and so he's been with us uh, these last 11 years, and he's served faithfully while he was with us. He has helped in youth ministry, and he's helped in college ministry, and he's led on the worship. He was an intern for us for the last couple of years. And he's just poured his life out here at Reliance. And so today is one of those bittersweet days. One, it's, it's sweet because he's going to give a word, a testimony of what God has been doing in his life, of what it looks like to have intimacy in resting in the Lord. But two, it's bitter because A.J. has accepted a job in Newton, Kansas. And I know it's Newton. It's, it's still close, right? But he will be uh, leading at a church called The Gathering Place there. And uh, when A.J.'s there, he'll be leading worship um, and he'll also be their youth pastor. And so we just want to honor A.J. today. And uh, God put a word on his heart. And one of the things that God put on his heart is we've been in this series about the Holy Spirit, roles of the Holy Spirit. Last week, Tim and Ruth talked about how the Holy Spirit leads us into the love of a father. And this week, AJ is going to talk about how the Holy Spirit, now that we know the love of a father, leads us into resting in the Father's heart. And so I'm super excited about what God has put on his heart. It's very much the Mary Martha story, if you know that in scripture, right, where one is busy, 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 busy. Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus. Jesus says the words, Mary has chosen the better portion. You can be busy or you can sit at the feet of Jesus. One of them is the better portion. Amen, church. And so if I know some of you in this room, this is going to resonate with you because your life is absolutely busy and chaotic. My, pray that, my prayer that by the end of the day, you come to understanding resting in the Lord is the greatest thing that we can do. Now, I want to invite AJ to come on up here real quick because before um, I let him go ahead and share and we let him share, we want to pray over him and bless him for this new adventure that he's going to be on in Newton, Kansas. So um, again, from the time that he was 11 years old, he's 22. Are you feeling it kind of like bones getting brittle a bit and whatnot? From, from the time that he was 11, now 22, God has marked this young man. And he's had his ups and downs and and what you'll see in this man is an intimacy with Jesus on just a whole different level. He loves the Lord his God with all his heart, his soul, his mind, and his strength. And so we want to pray over him and consecrate him, commission him as he goes to Newton. We believe he's going to turn the town of Newton upside down. At the gathering place there, there's great churches there in Newton. But at the gathering place and Pastor Brandon, they're doing wonderful things. And so we'll be in partnership with them. Although he's leaving, we'll be in ministry and life together forever. So would you guys extend a hand out? I want to pray over him and commission him. Father, we thank you for our brother here. Thank you for the time that he served here at Reliance. You told us a long time ago that we were going to be a sending place. And that we are going to have people that we love dearly come through these doors, get equipped, trained up. And, and they were going to pour out to this family, but one day you would call them to pour out to other families. And this is one of those moments. And so God, I thank you, Jesus, that you're allowing us to be a place that sends people out. It's difficult and it's hard, but God, in the same token, it's your calling and we love it. And so Father, we pray as AJ goes to Newton, would you bless him there? God, would you establish a foundation there? And I pray, Lord, that when he goes and he joins staff there at the gathering place, we pray that Newton would be known as a town that's been flipped upside down with the gospel. 
We pray that every heart, Jesus, we pray that Newton would be a place where every heart has come to know the Lord. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in AJ. We commission him, Jesus. We thank you for what you've uh, done through him here at Reliance. But now, God, we commission him and we send him out. He does not go alone. He goes with the Reliance family and the full weight of prayer behind him. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Would you guys welcome AJ? Oh, man. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Good thing I can't drop this one. Um, yeah, like Aaron said, I have been here for a long time. Uh, I remember the days of meeting in an elementary school cafeteria. Um, so it's very cool to see where we've been, where we've been going, and where we are continuing to go. Um, yeah, it is very exciting. Um, and like also, like just say this. So I started doing this. I grew up with Matt as a youth pastor, so I learned from him, so I will probably pace a lot. So if you sit up front, I'm sorry about your neck. You're going to be turning a lot. Um, I didn't inherit his screaming from Aaron, uh, so your ears are going to get a break today. Um, <clears throat> other than an occasional kind of yell to just kind of wake the students up on a Wednesday night. Um, but yes, some of you may remember before the summer you commissioned and sent off me and a few others to do the Presence Worship Residency, and that was incredible. We got to see the Lord move in powerful ways. We saw students just fall in love with the Lord and just learn how to be worshipers and to devote their life to worshiping Him. It was so incredible, and during that time, the Lord really um, just spoke to me and said, hey, when you come back, it's just time to take some rest, some time off. You've been busy, um, and so take some time. And the beautiful thing is rest is so much more than just sleep. I needed a lot of sleep. Um, <laughs> it was a very tiring summer, but uh, to truly rest is just more than sleep. And so the Lord, through all of that, has been speaking a lot about rest and the importance. And so I'm so honored to be able to come and to share um, just some of the things that the Lord has been speaking to me in that time. Um, and so I was saying rest is so much more than sleep. And what I mean by that is that rest is actually a relation. And so in the context of resting in the Lord and resting in his presence, what it actually is, is we get to be in his presence, and in his presence we have a relation with him. Amen. So we were singing it, I'll lean back into your arms. And so we're with him and we have a relation with him. And so from that place of relation, we find our rest in the Lord. And when we rest in the Lord and, like, think about it of, I mean, we all know the difference between a good night of restful sleep and the opposite of that when it's not restful. And we wake up and it's terrible. <laughs> and so think about the strength that you have from one night of sleep. And that's all on our own. But think about the power that comes from true rest from the Lord. It's so much greater than just a good night of sleep. And really, eternity measures success by relation. And success is measured by how much love is produced. So in our relation, we get to commune with the Lord. And in that relation, the success of relation is love being produced. And it goes with all relations, it's not just with the Lord, but think about the relationships that you have among your peers, among your spouses. When love is produced, it's a successful relationship. And so it's the same with the Father. 
when love is produced, we have a successful relationship with him. And rest is powerful, right? It's the same thing. Think about what you can do with a good restful night of sleep. It's powerful. So rest from the Lord is so much more powerful. And rest is important because it's actually our design. Our design is to do everything from rest, to work from rest and not towards it. It's, it's scriptural. Like this is what our design was to do is work from rest and not towards it. I think we can sometimes flip that and it's very common. I mean, we have this thing. It's everyone's working for the weekend. Like, the weekend is my goal. Like, ugh, Mondays. Like, I can't wait till it's Friday, so it's the weekend. I mean, we write songs about it, you know. Everybody's working for the weekend. Like, we sing it. I'm sure some of you are surprised I know that song. But, I mean, we sing it, right? Like, we have songs. Like, that is, like, the classic thing that we do is, oh, I can't wait till the weekend. But what if it's like, oh, man, this weekend has been so good. I am so ready for this week. When we flip it, we completely change everything. It's what we were designed to do, and we see it all through Scripture. But the first instance we see is in Genesis. And so in Genesis 1, on the sixth day, I'll pick up in verse 27. And it's, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. And fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. And it goes forth and we get the commission. But what do we see first? God blessed them. You see, church, this is because the commission was supposed to be fulfilled from the overflow of the blessing. First, they received the blessing from the Lord, and from that blessing, then they go forth. And I imagine what it would have been like for Adam you know, God desires relationships so much that he would create man. But not only would he create man, he would get dirty while doing it. He would sculpt us from mud. I don't know if any of you have ever played in mud or had your children play in mud and then come running inside. But I think you know it's not very clean. But God was willing to, to get into the mud to sculpt us. And I imagine what it had been like for Adam in that moment, too. If he's created in the first sight, the mud is wiped away. The first thing he sees is the father. I bet he has the biggest smile on his face. And he's so delighted. And then God blesses him and he receives his commission. And I'm sure he goes to sleep and he's, he's kind of like, you know, sometimes, uh, maybe you remember as a kid, you had like a field trip the next day. You set your outfit out, you're going to bed and you're like, oh man. Can't wait to get up. Like, it's going to be a good day. And I imagine that's what Adam's like. And he wakes up, and he smells bacon cooking and coffee brewing. And, <laughs> and God's like, hey, guess what? We're going to take today off. We're just, just, we're just going to be together. We're not going to work. We're not going to do anything. Right? And Adam, he's expecting work, right? But then to his surprise, he gets breakfast in bed. He gets to kind of relax, and he just gets the day to rest and have relation. We see it right there. We see relation. We see the blessing of having communion with the Father, and then from the overflow of that relation, from the love 
produced. Adam begins his commission. When we commune with God and we tell him he's good, it's because he first told us we were very good. It's returning to him what he first gave us. He first chose to commune with us, to rest with us. So now it's our turn to return the favor, to choose him, to choose to rest with him, to have communion with him. Everything we do as work comes from the overflow of our relationship with him. And we're allowed to have relationship with him because now we have the Holy Spirit living in us. And through the Holy Spirit, we now have the ability to have intimate relationship with the Lord of Lords at any given point in time. At all times, we can commune with God. And relationship with God is a balance of both reverence and intimacy. He desires intimacy, but with intimacy also comes reverence of his name. And they are in balance. You can't have one without the other, and when they start to get uneven, your relationship with the Lord gets a little bit rocky. You see, you can't have reverence without intimacy because it turns into aesthetic. It's just for looks. But if you have intimacy without reverence, it just becomes empty and gushy emotions. There's no weight to it. It falls short. But when they work together and they're in harmony, the result of that is relationship with the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. It's personal. And everything Jesus did was an overflow of a relationship with his Father. Everything he did. In Matthew 3.17, we start to get a look at Jesus. And really, Scripture at this point hasn't really told us much about Jesus' life. Not a lot. We hear some, but not much. But in Matthew 3, we get to the baptism of Jesus. And Jesus is baptized and starting in verse 16 of chapter 3, and Jesus was baptized. Immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Again, we haven't been told much up to this point about Jesus. So what did he do to earn that? Nothing. Jesus hasn't done any ministry. He hasn't healed people. At least we've been told. We, we don't hear anything. But God wasn't pleased with those things. God wasn't pleased with Jesus' doing. He was pleased with his being. He was just pleased in him. Jesus hadn't done anything to earn the delight of his father. And we see from this, before Jesus then starts things, what does he do? He retreats. The Spirit leads him into the wilderness, and we know that during that time he's tempted, but he knows to retreat. 
to go and seek the Father and spend that time with him. And then from that relationship, from that time with him, from the blessing and the overflow of that, then comes Jesus to fulfill his commission and begin his ministry. And we move forward and we have a lot of his ministry. And in John 9, we see one of his healings. And there's a man that's born blind. Um, and just a quick testimony. I was actually ministering to a church last night with the presence team. And they were having a night of worship and testimony. And this woman comes up. And she begins to give her testimony. And she begins to tell the congregation about how she had some scarring in her left eye. And that scarring was actually causing her to be blind in that eye. And she could visibly see it, the gap and the, the scarring in her eye. And she was telling the congregation testimony of she was looking in the mirror and praying for healing. And she watched the scar heal and her vision was restored. And so not only are we seeing Jesus heal through the word, but he is still healing today. He is constantly moving. And so we see this in John 9, and we just pick up that he saw that a man was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned that this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered them, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said these things, he spit on the ground and made mud, and he anointed his eyes, and we know that he then begins to see. But we're also seeing parallels from Genesis in this moment. Jesus knows to follow the example and the footsteps of his father. And so he spits in the ground and he makes mud. And just like the example of his father, he goes and he sculpts him new eyes. And I, I imagine that this man potentially could have gotten a moment like Adam, where the first thing he sees in his entire life is the mud is wiped away. And the first thing he sees is Jesus and he's smiling and he's delighted, right? I bet Jesus is so proud and so happy because he's getting to see for the first time. Not because of anything he did, but he's just happy. He's delighted in this man. And then we see time and time again. Jesus goes, he does his ministry, he retreats. He removes himself. Time and time again, he goes to seek the Father, to have relationship with him. And then from the overflow of the love produced in these moments between him and his Father, he comes and he brings that overflow into the people that he ministers to. Aaron was saying it earlier, but in Matthew 11, it tells us how we can rest in him. All you who are weary, come to me and you'll find rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We seek him. And we rest in him. And everything else fades away. The heaviness 
the sorrow, the anxiety. We rest in him and we receive his goodness. And in that love, it's produced, overflows. And it touches everything. We see time and time again, people, when they're with the Lord, it's a visible difference in scripture, right? I mean, Moses' face was radiating. So when we seek him, we rest in him, and there's an overflow of love. And we come in to work from our rest and from the overflow of love. It's so much more powerful than anything we can do in our own strength. He longs to have the intimacy and relationship with us. And the truth is that you can't know someone without taking time to sit with them and have relationship. And despite what a lot of what people think, it's good to be quiet. It's good. If I want to get to know someone, we're not gonna go to an arena full of people who are screaming and cheering and blowing air horns. We're gonna sit down, have a conversation, get quiet. This is what he's seeking from us, and it is costly, it takes sacrifice, but I have good news. All he wants is everything. <laughs> it's true, all he wants is everything. That's not that much, right? But it's true, he's desiring for us. He wants us so bad. <clears throat> and the truth is, having full relation with him is having full relationship with his word. Because Jesus is the word. We don't pick and choose parts of Jesus to love, so why would we do the same to the word? If we rest in God and we find rest in Jesus, then we also find rest in the word. So reading it, letting it impact you to cut you at times because at times it has cut me. But it's having that relationship with him. I think we can get caught up at times of, Jesus, I want to experience you, and that's a good thing. It's good to desire to have the experience of the Lord. God, I want you to come in to impact me in this moment, to come in and move through me, minister to me, but I think we can also forget the inverse of that. Relationship is both ways. So I think at times we have to ask the question, how does Jesus experience you? Does he experience your convenience, your Sunday morning, your house church? Or does he experience you in the day to day? the minute details of what you're doing? Does he experience you in a desire to know him the way he desires to know you? I don't say this to crack a whip and come down on anyone, but I think that it's important that we ask ourselves these questions to not let ourselves get lazy. Because if you begin to get lazy in your relationship, you're not evenly yoked. And things fall apart.
So coming forward, I think it's an important thing. And maybe it's a daily thing of, Jesus, this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice in it. And I want to experience you today. But here's how I would like for you to experience me today. And every day will look different, but the good thing is God's not going to be angry at you for spending more time with him one day or the other. He's just going to be delighted in you wanting to spend time with him. Through constant relation with Jesus and with his word and through the enabling of the Holy Spirit that we have to have that, that is when we truly find rest. So we're going to go into a time, but before we do that and before Aaron comes up, I just want to take a moment. Like he said, I have been here for 11 years. Um, some of you may remember me from all those 11 years. Um, I have a little bit less hair up top, a few more tattoos. Um, and the words of Matt... Uh, he remembers me as this kid who wore super baggy shorts and baggy t-shirts. Not much just changed there. Um, still wearing baggy t-shirts. Um, but I just want to take a moment and honor and bless all of you and bless this house. Um, throughout these 11 years and my growth and my maturing and getting to where I am before I'm being sent. In some way or another, even if it's been me up here helping to lead you all, into relationship with the Lord, you have ministered to me. And so I want to thank you for the ways that you have poured into me. I thank you and I honor you for those, all those moments. Whether you know they happened or not, I thank you. I honor you and I bless you in that. And so moving forward, Reliance will always, always be home to me and all of you will always be family to me. And as Aaron said, we're excited. There are a lot of opportunities to partner together moving forward. I'm sure this, I know this isn't the last time that you'll see me, I'll be around, but I just want to take the moment to say thank you and to honor every single one of you as a body. Amen. Hang on a sec, AJ. I want to I just share this with you again. So here's a 22-year-old that should be running crazy in life, right? 22, i got to be doing this. i got to conquer the world. I've got places to be and things to go after. And here's a 22-year-old who's learned the secret of life. Rest in Jesus. How many of you guys wish you would have learned that in your 20s? Rest in Jesus. So here's the deal. Right now, God's not a respecter of age. We can learn it now. Amen? Let's learn the secret of life. It's not about my doing, it's about my being. One more time, can we say thank you to AJ? Thank you, brother. I want to give us a moment to respond to this. AJ asked a question. He said, almost all of our life is built around the idea of how am I going to experience Jesus? He says, what if we ask the question, how is Jesus going to experience me? I'll tell you, first service, he said that it gripped my heart. And I'll tell you why. Because most of the time when Jesus is probably experiencing me, 
it's in times where I've got to get kind of inconvenienced in my life. I've got, I've got to say, okay, God, I'm super busy right now. I'm going to give you my leftovers. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but it's super easy to give God our leftovers, isn't it? And so many times when the Lord is experiencing me, it's out of inconvenience, Lord. I've got a lot going on in my life. You know, I'm a busy guy. And he's going, this is the problem. You see, so much in Scripture talks about rest. Did you know that Scripture talks about Sabbath or resting in the Lord almost more than anything else? And it talks about actually what happens when we don't learn it, and it's not good. It's not good. In fact, in Exodus 20, verse 8, he says, Remember the Sabbath day and keep it, everybody say holy, holy. Jesus will come and fulfill the Sabbath day. He will be our Sabbath. Jesus will become our rest, and he doesn't change this. Keep it holy. Get your times with the Lord and keep it holy. But our whole life, we've identified our life in what we do. It's why it's the number one question that comes up. We don't ask people who they are. We say, what do you do? And then we measure that in a person's life. What do you do? And then everybody says what they do. What if we started asking people, who are you? We'll freak them out, one. Like, what do you mean, who am I? Who are you? We don't know how to answer. I'm a son. I'm a daughter of the living King of Kings. He's redeemed me, saved my life, and I find my worth and value in Him, not what I do. I'd rather tell you about who I am versus what I do. And I'll tell you the secret of life, too, if you want to know. I find my rest in Him. This church is what I'm asking today. What if what we're missing in our Christian life, I hear lots of Christians say things like, I don't feel like I can hear the Lord. I don't feel like I can sense the Lord's presence. And what they're saying is, I don't feel His nearness. I'm wondering if maybe what we're missing is simply this. He's speaking and He's moving. We're not resting. So here's my challenge to you. Today, will you rest? The band's going to sing that song again. Lean back. Will you rest in Him? Somebody in this room needs to give up and give in and let go of control. Somebody does. Somebody in this room needs to stop making excuses up. I'm just a really busy person, so God gets what He gets. We need to give that up in Jesus' name. And we need to start finding that first and foremost, we seek God's kingdom first, and all these other things will be added unto us. Amen? Do you know what it looks like to rest in the Lord? Thank you, AJ, for speaking that word over this body of believers. So they're going to sing. You're going to sit there for a moment, and when the Lord stirs your affections, if you want to stand, stand. If you want to kneel, kneel. But I'm going to ask you, would you give him your life to rest in him today and experience what I believe to be one of the secrets of life that we miss? resting in Jesus. Heavenly Father, we pray for your rest to fall upon this body today. No more toiling, striving, but thriving in you and resting in you. The enemy, Satan, wants us to believe we've got to go full force, hard, 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 work, 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 get before the Father, work, 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 but there's never a moment that we see in your scripture where you don't say the one who just comes and sits at your feet has chosen the best portion. Teach us this principle today, God. What does it look like to rest in you? In Jesus' name. Amen.
Thanks for listening to today's message. To find out more about who we are, find us on the Church Center app. See y'all next week.